Hello and welcome to the one 160 of the second photography podcast. In this episode today I'm going to talk about a lens that I've gone and bought again. So I originally had this lens but I sold it and now I've bought it again. So the lens in question is the Canon 10-18mm IS 4.5-5.6 to STM lens. Now this is an ultra wide angle zoom lens specifically for APS-C because it is an EFS lens. So it won't fit on your full frame for Canon but it will only fit on the APS-C bodies. Now more and more since getting the SL2 or the Canon 200D I've been more and more in favour of an APS-C body. Let's wind back to when I first got a Canon DSLR. I got the 550D which is a brilliant camera. I still have it because I don't really want to sell it because it's still a good functioning camera. Really I got that to do video and because I had that and lenses I then got into photography and I, I've done both. Now I've moved away from using the 550D for video and photography. I've moved away from using it for photography because after that after a few years I bought a full frame Canon 5D Classic used for about two or three hundred pounds and I was using that for a long long time. So I was using that for my photography and I was using the 550D for my videography work. And then I upgraded to the Canon SL2, the 200D. And I upgraded to that camera because I saw it was cheap and I bought it from Toby Deals and I think I paid a ridiculous amount of money. I think I paid less than £300 for it. It was incredibly cheap. But it gave me, over the 550D, it gave me superior autofocus and it gave me that real-time autofocus because it had Canon's dual pixel AF. It gave me better frame rates. So on the 550D, I had 24, 25 and 30. Well, now I could do 24, 25, 30, 50 and 60. I could also use a lighter codec if I wanted to save space. Predominantly, that was the reason I got it. It was more for my video work. It still has the nine autofocus points when you use the OVF, the optical viewfinder. It does have better autofocus for photography if we're using the back screen. It doesn't hunt so much. It is better, but generally, and unless I'm photographing my children I generally use the the viewfinder if I'm photographing my children I do actually use the rear screen because it will lock onto faces and, and children move really fast if there's multiple faces you can switch between them really quickly which you can't really do with traditional autofocus through a DSLR viewfinder. That's been my journey. The 5D Classic doesn't do video. I know the 5D Mark II was heralded and, and is a great video camera. I'd still probably say it's good today. That didn't do video. So that's my journey in Canon DSLRs. So this lens that I'm going to talk about today, this 10 to 18 EFS, it has image stabilization. It's an STM motor, which means it's silent compared to USM. USM, you can hear creaking about. <laughs> You can hear USM motors creak about, but the STM ones, you can't hear them creak about and they're quicker. So you get much better focusing. So it wasn't that, it's not that much money. It's light, it's ultra wide. It's got STM, it's got image stabilization. Well, why on earth would I sell it? Well, the problem is the aperture. So it starts at f4.5. So there is another lens that's very similar, which is USM, which is the Canon 10 to 22 EFS lens. Now that starts at 3.5. Both these lenses start at 10 millimeters, but that's more expensive and older, I should say, Canon lens, the 10 to 
22 starts at 3.5 aperture this one starts at 4.5 now the other lens is a variable between 3.5 and 4.5 i think and this one i'm talking about the 10 to 18 is variable between 4.5 and 5.6 so already it's a stop darker essentially if you want to set your aperture where you move through the zoom range and your aperture doesn't change you have to go to 5.6 on this lens now back when i was using the 550d starting at 4.5 and going to 5.6 wasn't good because it meant i would have to significantly up my iso and i couldn't really shoot at isos over 800 anything over 800 was too noisy at the time doing video work i didn't have brilliant lights so what's changed between then and now well now i have very powerful video lights that i use and i have the sl2 and the iso is so much better on the sl2 in fact i regularly record video at 3200 iso and i would have no problem shooting photography at high isos with this camera the iso performance or the high iso performance is so much better when i started my videography with the 550d i would use very wide apertures to let a lot of light in so i didn't need to go to the high iso i could fix it in post but you can never truly fix things in post you can just mitigate the issue in post you can make it less bad but you don't ever get rid of it in post particularly with audio by the way it's always better to record it right or get it right in camera so i could use um, a denoise plugin and it got rid of some of the noise but the consequence was it made the image soft, it made it blurry, it increased the computational computing and therefore extra processing time. And at this point in my videography outputs, videos were taking two hours to produce using older PCs at the time. Sony Vegas was taking, you know, two or three hours to produce a video and then I might spot I want to change something. So I was never happy to go and use high ISO so consequently I was using very wide apertures 24 frames per second so I could get the slowest of shutter speeds etc now 24 frames per second is a good recording frame rate anyway and I still use 24 if I can if I'm mixing with other cameras I'll generally stick to 25 because that's the common one between all my cameras anyway getting the SL2 I don't need to go to wide apertures to get a decent fill of light I've got my external lights I can go to high ISOs but what I was finding when I was doing product reviews I was finding the best way to do it was to put my camera on f8 so I generally do my product reviews with another EFS lens so I put my 24 millimeter EFS STM lens on pancake lens very light setup with the SL2 and I would generally put that on f8 and I put it on ISO 100 around there 25 or 24 frames per second put the suitable shutter speed in and record and I found f8 better it gave me better focusing gave me sharp images things weren't blurry I wasn't having to move the product about and be more specific or be more accurate in where I put it to get good focus even with the Canon dual pixel autofocus and I was finding for some things I couldn't get a wide enough shot so for some things not all of the product or the box or whatever I was doing was in the frame I was thinking I wish I didn't sell that 10 to 18 lens because this would be perfect the limitation I had with the lens was resolved with the changing camera and now I actually want to shoot at f8 and at f8 it will be fine so going to a more modern camera meant I didn't have that limitation and I was shooting at f8 anyway so what did it matter so I am Denard the lens is still on sale even though it is now quite an old lens it's still on sale and I've been slowly getting rid of photography kit I don't need 
some of it I've been selling on eBay, but where I'm not getting a good price on eBay, I'm trading it in. So I traded in some some photography kit, realized after I traded it in, oh, I've got credit, I haven't got money for this. So I had credit sitting there and I'd sold some other stuff off on eBay. So I had the funds to go get it without actually going out of pocket myself. So I bought a used one from Wax Photographic. It arrived in a couple of days and I've used it and I've been really, really happy with it. So it has good image stabilization. It's very wide. If you go to 10 millimeters, that's an equivalent of 16 on a full frame. You notice it's wide. People at the edge of the frame get a bit distorted. They go slanty. Put it to 18 and that is, I don't know, we call that maybe approximately 28, which is your standard sort of wide angle look and it's fine and you know put it in f5.6 and there's no change in aperture when you zoom between it handles well with my camera i can shoot indoors shoot my children and have high isos and i'm not not worried about things i can walk around and it's a good lens pair it with my sl2 and the 24 millimeter prime and i've got a really good setup I've got really good wide, I've got really good prime, I've got shallow depth of field at 2.8 if I need it. All those things are light. I can put the pancake lens in my pocket. This lens I suspect is under 300 grams. It's incredibly light. It is plasticky, but it seems tough plastic. Doesn't have a metal mount. It has a plastic mount and it does do macro at 22 centimeters. So it is a useful lens. You can go in, you can have a wide field of view and do macro which has some really good possibilities i tend to use it more for videography but i have it there for photography and one of my favorite landscape images that i took i took with this lens back when i had the 550d and again i used a slow shutter speeds so the slow aperture problem wasn't a problem because i wanted to get c moving anyway i wanted to create a mist effect and it's this picture of a ramp going down where you put a boat into the water and this old beaten up wooden fence going down into the water and i shot it on a tripod slow enough that the sea just misted the sea that moved in and out just appears like mist it's great it's one of my favorite landscape shots i've got this lens for mainly videography but i can always use it for photography i can always take it out of me and it's a very light package so all in all i am pleased with the lens but the irony that i originally sold it isn't lost on me but i'm still happy to buy it back again and actually i think i might have made money by selling it before and buying it back at less than I sold it for. But that's another matter. Anyway, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.